Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. From today's reading from Genesis, God himself will provide the lamb. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. About 10 years ago, I lived a mile from the finishing line of the Austin Marathon, and I used to love watching as people found strength in the final mile to put one foot in front of the other. Because the final mile is not at all like the first. And as every runner knows, eventually you hit a wall. And when that happens, the temptation to quit can be overwhelming. Here's the question I want us to consider today. Whenever we hit a wall... In our walk with the Lord, when life seems dark and God feels absent, and we find ourselves with Abraham walking the road to Moriah, being asked to sacrifice the very thing we care about the most, how do we, as Hebrews says, run with perseverance the race that is set before us? How do we journey through the wall. Because that is where Abraham finds himself today in today's reading from Genesis, the wall. At a pivotal moment in his walk with the Lord, not sure if he can move forward and without a clue as to why he is asked to sacrifice his son. Now, to provide a little context, today's reading is the climax of a narrative that has been going on for years. In fact, it's been about 40 years since Abraham first heard the call of God, a call that took him away from his country and his kindred. But with that call came a promise through you and your offspring, through your son. I will bless and save the world. That was God's promise. The problem, of course, was that Abraham did not have a son. And because he and his wife were 75 years old at the time, they had no natural way of conceiving a son. And so for 25 years, Abraham waited, not sure if the promise of God would ever come true, And no doubt wondering if he was wrong to leave his home in the first place. That is, until one day, around his 100th birthday, Sarah announces that she is pregnant. And the Bible tells us that the whole situation is so absurd that Abraham and Sarah laugh whenever they hear the news. In fact, the child of the promise they name Isaac, which literally means laughter. You see, they laugh 
because the promise they have been waiting for is finally coming true. They laugh because people in their second century of life don't have babies. They laugh because Sarah and Abraham will probably have to eat the same strained vegetables they feed Isaac because no one in the family has a single tooth. Don't you see? They laugh because Isaac's birth was a holy, hilarious, miraculous joke that testified above all else to a God who keeps his promise. But in today's reading from Genesis, not a soul is laughing. Take your son, God says, your only son Isaac, the child that makes you laugh, the one you love, and go to Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will show you. You see, what makes this test so terrible isn't simply that Abraham is asked to sacrifice his son. No, it is far, far worse than that. What makes it so terrible is that to Abraham it seems that God is undoing the very salvation that God began when he called Abraham in the first place. In other words, God, it seems, is going back on his promise. And for anyone watching today who's had to walk Mariah Road, you know that's what it feels like. Call it the dark night of the soul or hitting a spiritual wall or walking the road to Mariah. But I know many of you have had a season in your life where it may feel like you have been forsaken by God. And when that happens, our Isaac, our Isaac, that thing in our life that kept us laughing, that gave us energy and meaning, whatever it is that made the promise of God tangible for us, it is seemingly taken away. And when that happens, the temptation to quit is overwhelming. And so let me tell you what I think makes Mariah Road so hard it's that whenever we find ourselves walking the road to Moriah, we don't know how the story ends, and we are painfully aware that we cannot control the outcome. I mean, every time I read this story, I want nothing more than to talk to Abraham and to assure him that it's only a test that it's all going to be okay and that Isaac's going to be just fine and that the God we know in Jesus Christ could never go back on God's promise. And every time someone I love hits a wall through a divorce or a job loss or a cancer diagnosis or a betrayal or an accident or a bout with depression or an inability to get pregnant, whatever that is, I want to assure them that Mariah Road is only a season and that all things work together for good for those who love God. But of course, whenever you're the one walking the road to Mariah, you can't hear that or see it. You can only believe and surrender 
and pray and courageously put one foot in front of the other and wait for God to raise the dead. And what I love about Abraham is that he does believe and he surrenders and he keeps walking. In the final mile of his life, he is still listening and waiting and trusting. I mean, did you notice Abraham's response when Isaac asked him about the lamb? God will provide for himself the lamb, my son. In other words, I don't know how this story ends, but I do know the character of the one who called me. God will provide the lamb. And so as you think about what persevering in your faith looks like, as you think about what that means for you, there's two things I want to share. First, This story about Abraham and Isaac, it reminds us that whenever it comes to our spiritual growth, that as much as we wish it were otherwise, that there can be great spiritual value in the experience of suffering. Because sadly, it's not going to be more podcasts and sermons that make us surrender and cry out for grace No, suffering alone has this unique capacity to break our addiction to being in control. It is on the road to Moriah that so many of us learn to wait on God, to fulfill God's promise in his perfect way and in his perfect timing. And so if you're sitting at home this morning, watching me on a screen present to a little suffering in your life, I want you to hear me say that God has not left you. No, just the opposite. Don't you see? The story actually shows that shows us that whenever it feels like God is trying to kill us, that God is actually in the final mile of saving us. I mean, think of Abraham. His whole life, He tried to provide for himself by pretending that Sarah was his sister, by having a child through Hagar. But there was a final encounter that was needed to bring him to a place where he could cry out with all of his heart, the Lord will provide. I surrender. I cannot provide for myself. The Lord will provide. And so if you happen to be walking Mariah Road right now, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for just being with us today and tuning in. And God is too. I want you to take heart. God is doing something great in your soul. And who knows, you very well might be in the final mile of your suffering. The second thing I want to say about today's reading is this. This story isn't really about Abraham at all. And it's certainly not about us. Because you know that question that Isaac asks in verse 7, where is the lamb for the offering? You know, that's actually the question around which the whole Old Testament revolves. And it's a question that John the Baptist answers Whenever he sees Jesus for the very first time, behold, the Lamb of God, he says. 
who takes away the sins of the world. In other words, today's reading is not about Abraham or Isaac. It's not about you or me, but it's really about a father who centuries later would take his son, his only son, the one whom he loved, and lead him up that same mountain, carrying the wood for offering on his back. But this time the angel of the Lord was silent and the knife that went through the wrists of the Son of God was not stayed. We do not persevere in the Christian life in our own strength. If we try to walk Moriah Road in our own strength, it will crush us. But if we can see the Lamb that God has provided, the only Son of God, the one who walked the ultimate road to Moriah on our behalf, that alone can change our heart and give us the power we need, not just to keep walking, but to run with perseverance the race that is set before us. In his letter to the Romans, Paul writes, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? You better believe that Paul had this story in mind about Abraham and Isaac whenever he penned that verse. Meaning that you and I can run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy set before him, that's us by the way, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, so that he could tear down the wall, separating us and God once and for all. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.